there's a little cup of tea that Headley pours for Kathy and me, and we adore. We adore. Kathy? Yes? If you had any idea what I looked like right now, I am in my car. I am in, like, some big parking lot with Lowe's and Walmart and Staples. I'm in my car. All of the gear is set up, the laptop, the mics, the everything. I have 27 Post-it notes pink post-it notes smeared all over my steering wheel because I realized I can't see them without the street lamp. And I'm ready, Kathy. You know what? I honestly, one of our listeners has to go one time to where you are and take pictures of you because it's just, I don't think anybody will believe it. I took a picture of the steering wheel. Hopefully the sticky lasts on the notes. Otherwise, I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be like, so, yes, I sound really like I know what I'm Oh, shit. Fuck. Um, duh, I'm going to wing it. Now, people walking by your car can totally hear you because I know how loud you are. Yes. And the window's halfway down. So whatever. Don't care. They can hear me in storage. The bottom line is you and I are dedicated to doing this motherfucking show. Oh, there went one of my notes. Hopefully that wasn't important the way it was. <laughs> it It'll was. be the note that you need, of course. Of course. I'll be like, Duh. shit, Kathy, hurry up. Let's start a show. All righty. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex and perversion from any parking lot, anywhere, in any country, for you. Recording tonight once again through Zencaster and praying to the podcast gods that everything sounds great and nobody attacks Boogie in the parking lot. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and God damn it, Kathy, it really is an exciting show. I love the topics that we're going to be talking about. I had a great conversation with Enigma uh, yesterday, some really good topics, and I just, I'm excited, and I did some things, Kathy, Uh that were a little risky for me. What? And I I feel good about it, but I want your opinion. Okay. Because obviously I have no one else to talk to and I start therapy tomorrow. Okay. So, which is, by the way, I start freaking therapy tomorrow, finally, after a year of not having therapy and, and my therapist sounds totally cool. It was kind of weird. I got the therapy and then all of a sudden, like, my therapist tried to mommy me. What? Which I thought you would find a little bit funny. Ah. So I do this like two hour over the phone, like, you know, intake thing. And my therapist is real cool. She's laughing. She's like, wow, you're really funny. She's totally validating me. I'm like, this chick's awesome. No kink shame. I talked about DDLG, Daddy Dom Little Girl. I talked about, you know, all these different things. She was asking a lot of questions. And of course, it's me. So I sound like this to her Mm -hmm. and so it went really well but it was two hours i couldn't believe how long the intake was i've never had a therapist intake go that long and then oh there went another note god God. damn it and it seemed 
it seemed like she almost didn't want to get off the phone. Huh. Like after two hours, I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be a burden. And she's been on so long and she's given me all this great information. It's been really good. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. And I swear to God, she's all, so, so what are you going to do this evening? <gasps> no. And I'm like, what? No. Like, like a person, what? like a human would ask. No. Like, just like, just like, yeah. Like, just, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I got some editing to do and, and then I'm going to do the things. And she says, that's very good. I, I'm really excited about meeting you. I think this is going to be great. What that was, what what crazy world is this? That's a the therapist. The therapist acting like a fucking human. That's not fucked hmm. up. She's I I she's not going to ask me to pray or rub stones together while I'm touching my testicles or no. which might be which might be kind of fun uh, in a weird God. sort of perverted way. But like totally human and I just like it literally dumbfounded me. I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'm really looking forward to meeting you too. Thank you." And we're trying to figure out a name for her, you know, because she knows I go, I have a show and she's like, oh, what's the name of your show? So I don't know if she's going to go listen. I I mean, that would blow my mind. And I tell her and I tell her about the show and stuff like that. And so I do this two hour thing and she's asking me all these hard questions. And at the end, I'm like, do I pass? You know, did I pass? Am I sufficiently crazy enough for therapy? And she laughs. Ha ha ha. And she's like, no, there's not really a pass or fail. And I'm like, well, you know, two hours of intake, you know. I just, I needed to feel like, you know, I passed or something. And she gets this cute voice and she goes, okay, I'll give you a gold star. Oh my God. No. <laughs> and I went, say motherfucking what? What <laughs> is going on here? I go, I am the daddy. There will <laughs> no. be no, nobody <laughs> gives out gold stars. But me. She's a mommy. She is not. She's a therapist. She probably just didn't know. She she didn't understand that uh-huh. that was a big dynamic. Like, hey, what the fuck was that shit? I'll give you a gold star. And I just started laughing. Maybe she'll get you a coloring book and some crayons too, Boogie. Oh, and maybe you'll wrap your labia around my fucking <laughs> cock and jerk it off, you fucking hag. Fuck you. Oh my fucking God, crayons. Hilarious. <laughs> we need to get you blankies and a stuffy. God damn it, shut up. I don't want a gold star. Just want validation, but not with a gold star. God when we're, damn it. When we're kids, we want gold stars, but when we're adults, we, we try and make it sound better by saying we want validation when really we just want a gold fucking star. You know, we is plural and I is singular, <laughs> and I don't need no goddamn gold star. She said I was funny. That was enough. But it was just weird. That she offered me a gold star. And oh so I don't need a goddamn God. gold star. Uh-huh. But if she has I some glitter. That when you try and man up, your voice gets lower. <laughs> I don't need you know a star. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> did you get dick this week? I did get dick last week. Last weekend I was there. But I don't have a whole lot to tell you. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because all of a sudden, uh, because I, you know, I'm in a weird place in my life where I'm, I'm procrastinating on a bunch of stuff. I really do need to go out and seek a, a, a higher paying job, um, right? And and do a bunch of other things. 
And so a creative explorer is somebody who I, I can really be brutally honest with and he he doesn't really judge me and he'll, he'll give me nothing but constructive criticism, which is exactly what I want. And somehow or other, Boogie, we found ourselves in the midst of one of the most disorienting, brutal discussions we have ever had. I mean, I have felt shell-shocked this entire week. I'm not going to go into details because it's basically in order to get down to the nitty gritty of why I behave the way I do, why I procrastinate, why I have such low self-esteem. I think we hit bedrock and it was a, a very, very wildly uncomfortable discussion to have. Um, and I wouldn't have had it with anyone other than him because uh, I just, I, I don't feel safe with a lot of people and with him for some fucking reason. I absolutely do. But let me tell you, it was quite unnerving and I'm still reeling from it. And uh, so it's basically wiped out in my memory any good fucky fucky time I had. And all I can remember is that's the fucking weekend in which... I just felt like I really hit rock bottom at some point. So okay, I did wait. have a good kink time, but yowza, that was tough. So wait a minute. I mean, first off, we got to get back to some dick because dick's important. But so is this something where it was like an eye opener? Like you're like, oh, shit, this is, yeah, that makes a lot of sense kind of thing. It was a Rebel, combination epiphany of, revelation. Uh, I'm not going to call it epiphany. There was nothing that was revealed that I didn't already know, but it was concentrated in a short in uh, over the course of two different conversations over the weekend. And each time we got a little bit deeper and because he's so good at, um, uh, you know, asking the good tough questions. It, I, and because I'm so comfortable with him, I absolutely went deeper than I would with anybody else. And I was honest with all my answers because I felt got, I got no problem cr- crying in front of him. I got no problem telling him some of the most vulnerable things about me that I just don't fucking tell anybody about why I do the things that I do. And uh, it, it was just a combination of me confessing to stuff and him giving me advice and then him giving me his um, opinion of what he had heard. Which is the brutal part, because even though he wasn't mean about it, to be co- to come face to face with someone who is very, very honest and very technical mind who can look at everything I say and pull it into this pattern and show it to me, uh, it, it was it was a it was a tough weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so it overshadowed the dick. I'm saying, and I, I'm sorry to say, but that's what happened. <laughs> okay, so now. You've basically teased us with this incredible revelation of depth. Is there at least a catchphrase vague that you could give us to give us a hint on the the path there? Because we're not getting uh, nothing out of you. It's just all oh, we you know is it's know, heavy oh, the, the and heavy, and it's so... and it was technical, and and you yeah. you know. But everyone's kind of like probably with me, going like, "Yeah, is this like?" low self-worth or you got somebody stole your puppy when you were a kid kind of thing or oh ay 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 it's um oh saying it out loud i don't think is going to really have a that huge of an impact but it, because it's my life it it sure. had a huge impact to me but basically 
um, God, how do I put this? I've, I've, I voiced for the first time ever out loud to anybody that I don't have any, a lot of fight in me. And I surrender a lot to what happens around me without fighting. And as an adult, that sucks. But as a child, it was uh, based in large part uh, on my upbringing, the fact that, you know, my mom worked her fucking ass off and didn't have time to really rear us in any way. And my father was just non-existent. And I, I grew up in a very small, going to a very small school in which that was my whole world. And I was a very, very unpopular, uh, not social person. And so I believed everything that was told to me. And I never learned to fight back. I never learned to stand up for myself. And so to find out that all my complacency and all of my procrastinating and what I always call just laziness is in large part due to this this core of of who I am that it's it's very unnerving to to hear to, to the, that I brought it out in the open to hear myself say it to somebody else um and that's basically it that's the core of it I could go into detail but my god we'd be here all fucking day Kathy that's incredibly valid that's an entire genre of survival mechanism for a young child. And we all have those. There's the surrender uh, tactic, which you say that that's the road that you took. And then there's me. That was the fuck you. I'm going to stand up and rebel and tell everyone to fuck off when I'm actually just a terrified fucking kid that doesn't have anyone to rely on because they tell me I'm bad. There's a lot of different mechanisms that start very young and what you've just described is is a thing i mean that is a valid valid thing and if you never actually addressed that i mean because first off let's just be honest you got plenty of fight in you when it comes to me <laughs> i don't know what the fuck you are talking about kathy but well, you should no, stand the fuck up to me. So maybe there's some things in your life that you surrender to more than you wish you would. But you well, do have fight. I do. And I get that. He and I had this discussion, too, because he was describing to me what is an actual uh, thing called learned helplessness, where this is what you learn. This is at the core of your of your upbringing is you don't know how to fight for yourself. So he brought up, I, he, he even at the beginning of the conversation was confused and said, I've, I've seen you fight and most recently and in the most spectacular way when, you know, Threshold tried to kick you and Boogie and everybody else out and you stood up for yourself and gave that speech. And yes, he said, you did. That's, and, and it's true. And I said, yeah, but you, you're pointing out one or maybe a handful of times that you've seen that happen, like with you and I, Boogie. Mm-hmm. But the overwhelming majority of, of my life, I back down. And I, I'm, I'm paralyzed with fear and indecision. I can't even ask my boss for a raise because I 100% believe him when he, he, said, when he says that, you know, this is just a secretarial job and, and uh, 
you know, any, any number of other things. I, 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 I surrender and give in like that. I don't even question it. Oh, you're right. I'm just going to back off. And right. So I didn't mean to go into that kind of, I mean, I know we try and keep it light at the top of the show, but I, it, it's surprising to me that I was sitting here thinking, well, yeah, we had some good, uh, good, sexy, fun time. Why can't I talk? And I couldn't fucking remember what I did last weekend with Creative Explorer. And I realized, man, that whole conversation, those two conversations we had just kind of clouded out any good fun time we had. I can't even fucking remember it. Well, you know what? First off, Kathy, fuck it. This was, this is good stuff. And I think, I think our listeners receive value from whenever you are real. And this was something very real. And I will promise you that out of the thousand or whatever listeners that we have, it should be a million, by the way. God fucking damn it. But it's not. It's a thousand. <laughs> and a thousand is a wonderful size little church we have. The Church of oh Cock. God. And yes, we say Church of Cock, whoever the fuck the grammar Nazi is that called us on that. But listen, <laughs> it's a it's a benefit because I will promise you that there is a percentage of our, our listeners that can probably absolutely relate to what you have discovered about yourself. And, and I think that's super positive and I'm, I'm glad. And of course we're going to talk more about Dick and kink and, but I think this is good. I mean, I think it's great when you meet yourself, even though you kind of know when you just actually see that person in the mirror and you call them out on that thing that you feel has held you back. I think that's incredibly powerful. Well, I totally agree with you, but I don't know. Like I said, it, it's a very um, vulnerable position to be in, and uh, I didn't really want to talk about it on the show in any detail because I knew that it could get really heavy. And in addition, we are going to be discussing later on something um, under host topic, another thing that I tried with Creative Explorer, so I didn't want to make it too heavy. But, yeah, hell, you know what? If anybody can gain any anything positive from hearing me say you know, all this stuff i i'm all for it i have no problem discussing it well i appreciate you opening up for that and now let's get i was going to talk about the fact that i threw away my entire audio and video history from my 20s and 30s what? including every air check tape that i had from k-rock as a dj including all the video cassettes of my bands all of my bands, all of everything, and I just purged it because I'm purging stuff out of storage. And that stuff kind of, you know, some therapists will be like, oh, when you start removing your history, that's because you're getting ready to kill yourself. I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> um, kind of dumping the trash, like, you know, <laughs> like an Imperial Starfighter and the Millennium Falcon just kind of floats away with it. Um, oh my god, getting ready to go into hyperdrive. Let's dump our trash. FetLife.com Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. FetLife.com Consensual, safe, and sane ish. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today I have a wonderful post by somebody called Undisputable. That's, that's a strong character right there if you uh, post that as your name. I'm Undisputable. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it indisputable? I, I, they're undisputable. Oh, okay. Because right, I think making a statement. I couldn't talk shit about this name because I was grammatically confused. 
Now who's a like, grammar I'm, Nazi? I'm, I'm, I didn't know. I'm like undisputed. I go, I guess I'm just not going to make fun of this name this week. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Sorry, <laughs> undisputable. It's a rite of passage that you don't get to go through. You got to have like undisputable, like wolf or undisputable, you know, penis shifter or something, you know, undisputable. No, when, you, just... when you just put it out there and say, I'm undisputable, there's nothing to laugh at or joke about that. So God I think they it. dodged a bullet this time. <laughs> Feel bad right, now. She, okay, go. She wrote a, a post called Break Off the Leash of Shame. In which he says, in the vanilla world, shame is a leash, a firm string that keeps millions on a proper social trajectory. If you break off this leash, you will find many people around eager to help you feel it back, perhaps even tighter than before. Because, quote, you are not that kind of girl. Who would want that? That's sick. I can't believe that people dot, dot, dot. You look like a hooker change into something normal. And they're not only around you. They crawl inside your head. You become your own thought police. You're scared of your own needs and desires. And why wouldn't you be? Your needs and desires are all wrong. They're only in your head because of porn. You shouldn't even imagine them, let alone act on them. What kind of normal girl would want to be fucked by strangers, slapped in the face, and be tied up? But if you're here and you read this, it means you fight back. Perhaps you already broke the leash. Perhaps you just dipped your toes, not yet knowing if you want to go down that path. But no matter if you will stay vanilla or embrace all the kink you can, kick the fuck out that sensor from inside your head. Because, quote, you are that kind of girl you want to be. You do what you want. That is cool. You better believe that people dot, dot, dot. And if you feel good in it, you look gorgeous in it. Bam, mm-hmm. baby. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. I'm filled with fight. I'm ready to go. Kath mm, is ready to fight now. Kath <laughs> has got on her ninja gloves. She's ready to fucking smack a motherfucker. <laughs> First off, I thought this was a dude. I'm almost positive it was a dude. Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a male dom or something like that. But whatever, who cares? Uh, I, of course, have my steering wheel covered with pink notes oh because I you had to think of posty notes. Well, because I had to think of the opposite, because, of course, it's very easy to just jump on this bandwagon and be like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck shame. You know, be, you know, that that repressed shameful voice that so many of us have heard that so many of us don't even need a person to hear we have enough shame for ourselves we tell ourselves all the things we're supposed to be shameful of but there's i think an entire other side of shame that deserves to be talked about and i have 75 pink post-it notes for it so why don't you go ahead and start (laughs) with your thoughts well you know what Coming out of the stuff I just discussed, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Sure. The thoughts in your own fucking head, we take them in as our own, but they come from somewhere, Boogie. They emanate from our childhood, from everything that we take in, everything that we see, even in our pre-adolescence and then our adolescence and into our teens. All that shit comes into your head, and it's easy to forget that it came from outside of you at first. So the task of sitting there and unraveling 
How much of the thoughts that you actually believe, how much has been put on you? Is it possible to take that thought and turn it around? That's like a whole fucking job of yours that you're going to have your whole life is to try and figure out how much of this is something that I actually want to keep because I do believe that. And I think that this thought or this opinion keeps me safe, but this other stuff, I'm going to jettison that. That, I mean, it's a, it's a lifelong process that you go to. Kudos to anybody who does it early and can get over that hurdle uh, and doesn't have, and, and the, and that the majority of their adult life is not spent with this kind of, uh, fight against the shame in your own head. Uh, Cause I actually know some of those people and, and they're wonderful to hang around. And I always look at them and think, I wish I could be that. And unfortunately I'm not, I tackle these hideous, shameful feelings all the time in my own head. I don't always tell a lot of people, but I do. Um, so that's basically where I'm coming from. I, to me, this has been a lifelong battle. And so I, I know exactly what she means. I also know what that, that feels like. That is a, a wonderful feeling when you first come into the kink community and you realize there's a bunch of perverts here who I don't have to be ashamed of in front of because they're tackling their own inner shame as well. And they've decided to, you know, band together and come to this party and we're all going to take our clothes off and have a good time. It's not always that great, but that's how we always uh, hope that it's going to be. And then some fucking shit comes up. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go down that dark path. I'm ending my talk right here. You go ahead. Fantastic. And, and of course, in all of my guts and from a life of shame and being controlled by my shame and the shame of others and the negative programming, I have a lot of there's a lot of reason that the word shame has a lot of negative connotation for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take that away. But what I also want to go into the other kind of spectrum of the word shame and the theory of shame is that it's really the only tool that most people know. Because sometimes social shaming works. Sometimes shame kind of helps you see, you know, a negative aspect of yourself that you haven't yet seen, you know, like racism or misogyny. Um, You know, if you're a kid, you know, not sharing, not being selfish, good manners, being courteous to others, thinking about other people's feelings, you know, sometimes those lessons came with shame, you know, like, hey, only bad people do these things or whatever. Maybe the approach wasn't right, but sometimes the goal of shaming is a a righteous attempt to alter a negative behavior. Right. You know, and sometimes that public shame works like ghosting people like you're a douchebag if you fucking ghost somebody, which means you don't call you just stop calling them and you don't explain to them why or you fuck them and you don't call them the next day or whatever. And so the social shaming is you're a douchebag. And so maybe some people haven't really internalized that that's not good and but they don't want to look like a douche. So they stop doing the behavior. Right. So in some ways, social pressure and shaming has a desired effect that may eventually lead you to have a realization about yourself. So it is a tool. It's not the best tool to look yes. down on someone and say, this isn't the best tool. The best tool would be, you know, open, compassionate communication 
and sitting down with somebody and saying, hey, this is why ghosting harms people or this is why, you know, racism is this and misogyny is this. Does that make sense? It does. And I 100% agree with you. I, I will say, I mean, especially these days, the word shame is not a, a great word. And anybody who employs shame is considered to be an absolutely horrible person. But I don't give a fuck. I agree with you in that shame can be a great motivator. Yes. It just shouldn't be the only motivator. And it should be a jumping off point. I've found that shame, guilt, and humiliation in my own life have absolutely motivated me to get moving it's when i get mired down in it and never get rid of it that i run into big fucking trouble but you're right i agree with you it's it's a great tool it's just not the best tool it's not the best tool and and here's the and that's what gets to the thing that i said earlier that i touched on they don't teach compassionate communication in school to kids they don't keep teach aggressive conflict resolution. They don't teach people how to communicate with somebody and to let them know this is a behavior that you want to see in them in a positive way that builds them up. You sure don't see this happening a lot at home. I didn't have it at my home. I don't know if you had it at your home. Mm-mm. It's not the what what do we learn? What is the only thing that people learn? to try to motivate somebody to do something that they think is right. Shame. That's the only thing. So in a sense, you, at least for me, my attempts now are to try to look past the shame that people throw on me and to try to ask myself, is there any legitimacy to what they're poorly saying to me? Right. Because maybe they don't know how to communicate that well. Maybe they have something legitimate. Maybe my desire to go get fucked by a lot of strangers is having me go to places that are very dangerous for me. And maybe people that are close to me don't know how to sit down and have a conversation with me. So instead of, you know, telling me, hey, you know, this, this, you know, maybe you're approaching this in a dangerous way. They just throw shame and you just, oh, this is the bad behavior. Right. Right. And I mean, I remember when I was, oh, God, I had to have been maybe six years old. I was grocery shop at the store with my mom. She was grocery shopping and I saw some candy in a bin right in front of me. And I, I didn't oh. see anything wrong with taking it as, as right. far as my little brain was concerned. It was yours. It was there. I just had to make sure that nobody saw me do it because there was a part of me who knew it, that knew it was wrong. I'd watch my mom and. My grandfather had long enough to know that you went to a store and you had to pay for what you walked out with. And so I put it in my hand and I thought I was so smart that nobody <laughs> saw me. I don't know. Uh, to this day, I can remember the feeling I had was, wow, that was easy. Nobody saw me do that. And of course, my mom saw me do it. And after we had paid and she made me go back and she made me give it to the cashier and apologize for having stole it stolen it and that i have never felt that kind of humiliation in my life than i felt that at that point when i was six years old it, it, nothing compares to that and it was a great motivator because i never to this day i went to panda express the other day because uh my sister and you and I stole had, fortune cookies you I said did not. i fucking just opened your and bag and I, said I, fuck I my, my mom lesson. 
my mom's dead. Fuck it. I'm taking these almond gotta, cookies. I got to do it better this time. No, I went and I placed an, a phone order instead of an online order where you pay. And the guy behind the register didn't realize that I had done a phone order and I still needed to pay. And he handed me my food and I, I could have just walked out of there and I can't fucking do it. There's no way that I can take something that doesn't belong to me. And I firmly believe it all comes from that one time that was so humiliating. Now, it would have been absolutely, truly horrible if my mom had been a terrible person and then had continued to shame me and make me feel bad. She wanted to show me the consequences of my actions. We never spoke about it again. She was confident that I'd learned my lesson and I'd learned what happens, that my actions have consequences, and we moved on. That was it. So that's an example, in my opinion, <laughs> of how shame can be a really good thing. I wanted that candy, damn it. And then there's the complete opposite of Boogie's upbringing, where there was lots of physical and verbal abuse around shoplifting, Aye. so I became a shoplifting addict. Oh and I fucking God. stole alcohol and food and every because fuck you. All right, I'm a piece of shit. Then fine, I'll show you what a piece of shit is. I'll be talking about that tomorrow in therapy. Maybe not that, <laughs> but we'll be working up to that for sure. <laughs> but one of the things I used to like, I used to share, especially, you know, address to like the our younger not our listeners, but like teenage kind of that rebellion, like early me age when I was really rebellious is don't fuck yourself by telling your parents to fuck off because the shame that they throw at you over ideas, they didn't come up with that idea. Like don't smoke. Your parents didn't invent the phrase don't smoke. Your parents didn't do the scientific research to discover about lung cancer and emphysema and all the problems that come from smoking. They're just parrots. They're just fucking parrots that repeated something. But when I was a kid, anything that came out of my parents' mouth or any authority figure that I didn't like, I instantly rebelled and said, well, I'll do the opposite because fuck you. Thus, fucking myself because the idea was good, but it just came from an asshole. So now I try to look and find a little bit like, what is the underlying, what is this person trying to say? And is there any legitimacy to it? Because it could be their fear, their envy, their butt hurt because they're trapped and they can't do the things that I do. So they're going to throw their shame, you know, through it. So am I going to fuck myself right. by not at least trying to take a look at what they're accusing me? Like when people are like, you know, I'm a predator or I'm a bad person or I'm this or I'm that, you know, my first instinct is to be defensive. Fuck you. But then there's that part of me that's like, I got to look at this. Somebody said this. So let me look at my behaviors and see, are these things and am I okay with who I am or are there things I white privilege was a perfect example. I had to look and go, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't really think about that, but, but yeah, 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 that's me. Sure. Now what? Now I got to look at some things because people threw it out and it was constantly thrown, thrown, thrown. And I had to eventually take a look at that. Right. Well, it was a great post. And you know what? I did look just now and he is a guy undisputable. 
So undisputable I apologize. Guy. <laughs> undisputable for penis. You a woman. <laughs> undisputable penis with a vagina in tow, if or oh, unless that's God. your thing. I did have one more point and one more uh-huh. small point, and we'll leave it as like a quote. Okay. And it's about reverse shaming. Because just like other people may not have the skills to communicate well with you, if you shame a person for shaming you, instead of teaching them a better way to express their feelings, then aren't you the same motherfucker as them? Yeah. Just to assume that they know a better way. If you're because you if you don't know a better way than going, I, you know, because that's reverse bullying, that's reverse shaming. That's it. If you're not going to try to sit down with people and be like, hey, this here's a better way to communicate, because the way you just tried to communicate isn't effective instead of just going, well, you're a shaming piece of shit. You're just the same as them. That is uh, quite a mouthful to wrap my mind around. I can't really figure that out, but it's a good thing to leave us with. I just like, I think the best thing to leave us with is you wrapping your mouth around something. I'm not wrapping my mouth around anything you've got in that head of yours. Hey, look, Uh I am like an olive branch. I am holding out Creative Explorer's penis. On the, edge of a, on the edge of a, on the edge of a of a magical giant candy cane, and it's just his little dick there, and you're poking it, and you're like, "Hello, Creative Explorer's penis," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, 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 don't, don't at- look. It's <laughs> you been a long day." Like Santa Claus. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> fucking kill me. I know. I fucking hate the holidays. I hate them. I don't care who knows that. I hate them. Well, I'm leaving that in then. Okay, fine. <laughs> Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Enigma, you giant bowl of sex kitten. I'll take it. Hello. <laughs> That's you new. <laughs> Just add some milk to Enigma and instant Ooh. purr for the ladies. Hello, Enigma. Do you have anything interesting going on in your life? Well, next week, I we're trading places. I'm going back to Texas next week. <laughs> you have a good time. You have a good time now, y'all. <laughs> Say hi to the bugs for me. Oh, I will. And what's, what's, what's funny is now that it's cooling down, a lot of those bugs are dying. So you left right when the bugs would all be dying their cold, frigid deaths. That's great. I'm glad that I I missed that. I mean, mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll just have to I'll just have to laugh myself to sleep thinking about their demise. God damn it, fucking. So you're just going to go visit some family? Is there a lover out there that you get to play with? Right now that there have been a couple of like tentative conversations, but I don't think there's any play that's going to happen. But yeah, I'm just going to go back and enjoy family, maybe do a couple of photo shoots while I'm in town, just kind of try not to have too much anxiety over the world and um, just relax and enjoy being home, eat all the food. Well, that sounds like a pleasant trip, a goddamn pleasant trip. And we wish you the best of luck in finding a vagina to play with. <laughs> Thank but you. if not, we understand, but we're getting close on this end. Enigma. Oh, we are. Yeah. It's getting close. Very I good. can feel it. I can feel it. I'm losing weight. I'm walking. I'm stretching, you know, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm getting in the zone. Getting ready, getting Did ready any- for little, little baby boogie to come out. That that sounded really weird. 
Do not so, refer so, to your penis as baby, baby boogie. I will not refer to my penis as baby boogie. So, Enigma, we have some interesting conversations springboarding from me being a disturbed pervert. Yes. To the idea that are you born kinky? You brought this up. Can you please explain yourself? Uh, yes. So we were in, in one of our lovely phone conversations. We were talking about how um, in like the LGBT scene, there's a lot. It's pr- pretty much understood that you are born gay, you are born trans, and you just kind of you grow into the person that you are. And we were starting to talk about whether or not pe- people are born kinky. Because I know a lot of people who they identify as a top, they identify as a as a little, and that's something a, that's a part of who they are as a as a whole person. And a lot of people do believe that they are born kinky. Um, and so I put this question out on our Instagram. So if you would like to join in on our conversation, we'll probably be doing more of these. Our Instagram is at Perverted Podcast and our Twitter is at Perverted PCast. Go follow those and you'll be able to join these polls. So the question very simply was, do you think people are born kinky? Why or why not? Um, and the answers I, the few answers that I got was I got, yes, I almost feel like it's akin to a sexual orientation. I also feel like it's on a spectrum. Um, some, but not all folks have different influences on their kinks through early life. And yes, I had a lot, a lot of urges I didn't understand as a kid. Too bad I couldn't explore it till my mid-20s, <laughs> which, I th- which I feel is a little meant for a lot of people. Yes. And then it's tricky, could be equal, nurture, nature, um, or media, like cartoons are being tied up. I know a lot of, like, growing up, I had, you know, there's a lot of animaniac cartoons that got away with a lot of, like, sexual innuendo that you didn't quite understand as a kid, but it's definitely something that's, like, influenced your interests as an adult so yeah i was just thought it was a very interesting uh, conversation i i i feel like as as i've gotten more into kink like that there's definitely aspects of it that i was born with um i'm not sure if like the enjoyment of beating people up is definitely is necessarily <laughs> something that I, I i was born with but uh, definitely like the dominant or like submissive nature is like I, i'm i definitely identify as a switch and I feel like that's something that I was, uh, if not born with, definitely raised with. Just be being able to kind of roll with the punches and and, and still enjoy life, if that makes sense. I think it does. Uh, I you know I actually did some actual research. I actually got into some studies. You know what is attraction, arousal? What is the physiological? I mean, I actually did some perverted podcast, goddamn homework on this. Uh, you know, what makes you physiologically, you know, same sex attraction. And I pretty much came, at least from my point of view as an observer and a reader of a lot of these studies, that if you, the perverted podcast listener right now are expecting a one size fits all answer to the question, if you are born kinky or not, you are seeking a lie. <laughs> you, you will not receive a straight answer. Is it nature versus nurture? Is there a genetic propensity towards being one way or the other? It's almost the same as saying that you were genetically born predisposed to liking pineapple on pizza. Right. It's about the same spectrum. Is there evidence? Um, because there's still even a spectrum on how gay you were born 
as to being just the natural, curious, bisexual uh, nature um, or pansexual nature of your normal sexual development. So there's still a lot of theory left on that spectrum, that there are people who are absolutely born. They are physiologically, whether or not it's pheromonally or chemically, um, attracted to the smells, aromas, uh, pheromones of the same sex or not. It is a spectrum. It is a concoction of all sorts. There's no one thing. Right. Oh, of course. They've been tr- be- because there is proof of this, and it's called money. <laughs> if there was one chemical that one person puts out that attracts another person, they'd have bottled it and be making billions on it right now. And they have tried. I bought, uh, I remember I bought pheromones once just as a joke that they said, I think I've even talked about it on the show where it's like, oh, this will attract women to your scent. And I swear to God, it smelled like cat pee and it got me laid. <laughs> None. It yeah. got me. It got me some weird looks when people gave me hugs. They're like, huh, did you roll around in a litter box? Perhaps. <laughs> right. So it, it, but it was really fascinating to see how vast the nature versus nurture in this. Cause like you said, some of the people on Instagram were like, Oh, well, you know, we're influenced at an early age by, you know, when we were kids, it was all the, you know, the tying up the damsel or, mm-hmm. you know, cowboys and Indians, which now is a little politically incorrect. Um, right. And there was a lot of tying up people and, and that sort of thing. So that influenced you as a kid. And then you played that with your friends. And then some of us, the ropes made you feel a little tingly. So is that aspect part of it? Or is it that natural desire for rough sex, which is more of the primal side of your brain? So it was really, I mean, there's a lot you can look up. Oh, for sure. To, to, to get more on this, but I really started asking myself, like, what is the motivation kind of of this question? Are you born kinky? Like some of it, I've heard people that, you know, come from kind of the ego standpoint because they really want that to be their identity so strongly that they want to raise themselves up above other people by being like, because you've heard that, the douchebag, oh, I am a natural born dominant right. i was born a dom- <laughs> motherfucker when you were three years old your mother swatted your ass and told you where the fuck to sit you weren't anybody's motherfucking dominant when you were a kid right you grew into that now you may have a genetic propensity towards leadership management skills you may you know you may feel a more uh, dominant personality and that has to develop on its own, but it doesn't mean that you were, you know, you were destined, you know, for to be a leather man, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think what you're tapping on is, is pretty, I think is pretty, is probably more accurate as like the idea of um, you're, you're born interested in, in penis, you're born interested in, in masculine, but like how that flows is something that probably comes into the nature versus nurture where like the nature is yes i'm i'm you know i'm interested in dudes i'm interested in women but the nurture is i'm i'm raised to be 
It's like, oh, I see that gay person. I see how they act, and I, I really like that. And so I'm going to go that way. And that that that's where it starts、uh, moving away from from the, your nature and more into like something that that you're very much into. Like, I definitely have. Thinking on like what what kind of spurred kinks that I'm into now, there's definitely stuff that happened in my life that I I don't think necessarily was part was like triggered by my by my nature, but like definitely it it nurtured me into like becoming more interested in breath play because that's something that kind of happened in high school and it it, it definitely stuck with me until like I started experimenting with kink and was like oh oh right. I really like choking. This is great. I, you know, it's it's that sort of thing of、um, you find the puzzle pieces that fit with you, and some of those are the things that you're born with, and some of those things that you find along the way. Yeah, I agree. And another thing about the and you and I kind of touched on this when we talked on the phone earlier. Is、right. that even in regards to kink being an orientation, you kind of then have to define what orientation means. Because one is about your desires for yourself, as far as like, oh, I am kinky. I have these strong tendencies towards dominance or submission, or I like these sensations, or I really have heavy fantasies towards rough sex. And the other is kind of the physiological,、um, whatever you want to call it, pheromonal calling to another person, right. Does that make sense? So one's like, "Oh, I'm kinky," and the other is, "Oh, this is the type of person that I'm attracted to." Right, right. So it's kind of two separate things. So I don't know. The orientation thing seems kind of vague as a, as an answer, as an absolute. But it could be. I mean, ultimately,、yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe they'll find the kinky gene and the the pineapple. Which, by the way, yes. Anything you put on a fucking pizza is okay by me. <laughs> Just want you to know.、That. I, I, you know, people that are like, oh, pineapples, you know, bad. I don't give a fuck. They showed a banana pizza on Facebook, and that <laughs> shit looked good. I said, you throw some pineapple on top of that and some dried mango, and you got yourself a like Polynesian island pizza, and、mm-hmm. I will fucking eat it right now. It looked good. Does、I mean, that squid I, I, people out. Fuck you. I mean, as I I enjoy pineapple pizza, so I I am all on board with that. I'm also from the south, where we have a pizza chain called CC's, and it's a pizza chain. They don't do it anymore for liability reasons, but there there was a time that their their whole selling point was you could walk in with anything, and they would put it on a pizza. You could walk <laughs> in with a ve- you could walk in with a bag of Skittles, and they would make a pe- they would make a Skittles pizza. Like, I can definitely see how the liability and cleanliness hygiene thing might mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. in the way. Reaching in my pocket and I'm pulling out a fucking lint-covered, you know, caramel pieces, right? And right. going, can you make? Which, by the way, I could do a salty caramel pizza. I mean, I don't know well, how that. Maybe less tomato sauce. Maybe without the tomato sauce, but I could definitely see the meat. Let's perverted podcast <laughs> gmail dot com. What is the most fucked up pizza recipe you can think of that would probably still taste good? I like it. I'm gonna、like、it. I'm gonna draw the line at toothpaste pizza. If there's if they're good recipes, I can make them.、Let's... I'm sure mint. <laughs> I'm sure you could do a mint pizza,、Ooh. but a toothpaste pizza might.、Uh, 
Yeah, you, know. you might have to replace things for, like tomato sauce with like icing or something. But yeah, then it becomes a cookie, a cheese cookie. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? How do we always get here, Enigma? Ev- everything's on a spectrum. Pretty much. Yeah. That's the answer for everything. So <laughs> however you are, um, the last thing I'll say about the kink thing is that ultimately some people want to push the born this way thing so we can get maybe government protection for being mm-hmm. kinky and that right. it, it can join the ranks of the LGBT as far as not being able to discriminate this and keep our jobs. I don't think that's going to fly for a long time because you're going to need a lot more research and you're going to need to find a kink gene. And we haven't mm-hmm. found it yet. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. And, they, and they're just starting to do more research down this road because for a long time it was, it was taboo for some of these scholarly uh, schools to actually do research on kink. Um, and so there's a couple of research groups that are finally starting to really dig in to the pathology behind why kink happens and, and what, what causes these things. So, well, um, that, that is, that is one of the, I think that's a result of it being taken out of the DSM five, the psychological, you know, this is right. The, these are the pathologies. BDSM is no longer considered a pathology. And so I think that opened the door for people to be able to study it and maybe even, eventually get grants to do more research which would be amazing right exactly um i I think it's we're we're, it's kind of like the whole thing of weed of like we're slowly destigmatizing it and making it more uh relatable and more and more pc to to uh, interact with and so yeah i i i think we're we're slowly going down the right road not not that i'm not thinking about banana pineapple pizza and just (laughs) fucking with some sausage on it just like some extra crisp fucking pepper man i'm hungry love to read your letters hope it never stops we're gonna read your letters on perverted mailbox okay so Jenny Bean 17. I just realized that rhymes. I don't know why in my head I wasn't saying Jenny Bean 17. (laughs) Exactly. She wrote to you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But actually, it's Jenny Bean 18. Legal. Completely legal. No 17-year-old fantasies Right. Well, maybe, Maybe when she opened that account, she was 17, but now she's Fully legal in 18. Does that make you feel I better? am pretty sure that that's <laughs> just as bad <laughs> as her being legal. Uh, I Maybe 17 is the amount of uh, dicks that she has in maybe, her possession at this maybe time. Maybe where she lives, 17 is of legal age. It's not 18 everywhere, you know. See, and we do, now we do have international fans, Boogie. Now you are getting us deeper into the accusations against me. Oh my god. You're the one who brought this up. I just said her name. You said Jenny Bean 17 and then I was like, she's sexy and 17. Oh, a little. And then I started going, oh, like the cars and uh now never mind. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Jenny Bean she 17. Says, Here we go. Says, "Hi Boogie. I had to let you know that I had kinky sexy fun time to perverted podcast." My FB told me who what is FB? Is that friends with benefits? Boyfriend? What the hell is I'm that? I'm pretty mean? sure that's friends with benefits because I, okay. I don't know unless she's fucking Facebook. Ew! All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
my FB told me to tie myself up as much as possible and to gag myself. So I created a bit gag from a length of rope and I set about tying each of my legs up. And then I realized that the mirror on my cabinet happened to be angled so that I had a full view of my already wet pussy. At which point I decided to put on the last section of episode 147 where Tiger gets her first girl sex and have a play with myself. Boogie, Ah, you're ah, the instigator ah. of this. I blame you entirely. Yes, that was such a good show. Uh, I knew you were going to say Okay, she goes on to say, I then heard his car pull up and I realized Perverted Podcast was still playing as I heard the theme tune play for the next episode. So he walks in doesn't say a word, straps my remaining wrist to the bedpost and sets about making me moan and squirm and come. When he decides we're done, he releases me. And as I unwind the blindfold, I hear you say, and that's our show. And I start giggling. He looks at me quizzically and I ask, how'd you like perverted podcast? His response? Yeah, it's okay. Bit distracting at times, though. Weird as background noise for sex. (laughs) he says i don't think he's hooked unlike myself i have no idea what happened in episode 150 but i had a great time please keep doing what you do and hi to kathy and unger as well we're we're a a footnote unger and i (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sure what it was tiger's freaking lesbian first uh first girl experience Uh, that if you're gonna wank off to something it should be to that I think that was an exceptional moment. And I just remember how nervous I was. I was like more nervous than anyone in the room. Wow. I just, well, because it was like, well, that's the first time and she's doing that on the show and we got to create, you know, you know, there's a certain amount of non-intimacy, you know, when we're all like (laughs) in the corner and shit. Right. And so I was like, okay. And I talked to everyone. I remember talking to her and I'm like, okay, we're going to try to create this mood and, you know, let you have a nice experience while we're still kind of describing it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, Joe was there and, you know, just, I remember I was just a nervous wreck. I'm like, okay, don't fuck this up for her. This right. is important stuff, <laughs> but I'm glad uh, not only did it work out that now it's working out in perpetuity. That's very cool. Yes, because it's always going to be there. Someone's always going to hear that and want to wank off to it. All right. I have another one from someone named Jen Lex who wrote and said, your podcast has actively replaced my radio. I found your awesomeness post COVID-19 and have gone well beyond the 50 episode mark. I started with the most current and iHeartRadio unfortunately automatically runs them backwards, which gets a little confusing sometimes, but I work with it. Yesterday, I listened to the last month at the Love Lab and the preparations for the new living arrangements and the ravioli. I'm constantly hearing about this Discord thing and how we're supposed to be able to listen in and message with the PP crew and the Church of Cock. But the link on your FET goes to a 404 error within pervertedpodcast.com. When I go to Discord itself, I can't seem to find you. Please help me find your awesomeness. That was on the website. I told the <laughs> correct links on the website, and I checked it, and and it works. I no on no. The fe- what, he went what from the FetLife page. Is saying, yes, the link on your FetLife goes to the four hundred four error within the pot perverted dot com website. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't if, know I, shit. 
I, a month cannot go by without us hearing that someone can't find Discord. I do not understand how such a popular thing can be so difficult to find. Because it's Discord, Kathy. You don't know. You don't the know youngins. Discord. You don't know them youngins. It's like I remember like the first time I really understood, holy fuck, I am now an old generation was my buddy, the webmaster. This was like 20 years ago. My buddy was a webmaster. He was doing, you know, he was webmastering one of my sites and he had a three-year-old kid and he's all, yeah, look, he can do Photoshop now. He, he knows about layers and, and here, you know, and then he turns like four and he's like, oh yeah, I taught him some basic HTML. Four, four, four. I thought it was cool that I could pee on bushes at four. That's literally, (laughs) that's what I did at four. I remember the family. I'm like, look, I'm peeing on this bird of paradise. And everyone's like, that's great. You go, Boogie. This kid's fucking programming (laughs) HTML (laughs) and Photoshop. We have been been left, Kathy. uh, this is behind. where get off my lawn comes in that, that, you know, the human mind is way more adaptive. And if you're set into a good environment for that and discord is not that, cause I look at it like fucking. <laughs> 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 and with that, we come to the end of show 285. You guys are amazing. And we love you for tuning in every week. Without you, well, Boogie and I would still be recording because we like the sound of our own voices. So, But drop us a line at podcast <laughs> at gmail.com because we, lo- we get lonely when we don't hear from you guys. And as always, swing by patreon.com forward slash podcast and consider becoming a patron of the arts. Take us out, Boogie. God damn it. Thank you so much, Headley, for being a part of this fiasco and sponsoring these shows. Thank you so much to all the people that contribute to this show with their questions and everything. It is so awesome. And once again, sorry. No, well, not once again. I'm actually saying this for the first time (laughs) at the end of the show. Sorry. I know I told you Joe was going to be on, but we had, you know, Enigma's thing and the thing and and the fucking thing. And then... You know, I mean, Jesus Christ, Kathy's fucking segment we were supposed to do for like the last four weeks got bumped again. So we got show uh-huh. and <laughs> next week, I swear to God, we're doing that fucking segment. Oh, all right. So for the rest of you, just keep us just keep us alive with your love. And that's the best we can do together. Love you guys. See you next week. Woo! Here we go. One, two, three, four. Can you help me find a cure for all the stupid people? This shit is quite insane. Like a virus, they keep home breeding. Little stupid people with retard DNA. Cake and circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep electing douchebags that just dump us jack our own erections. Yeah. Ow. Yeah.
can you help me find a cure for all the stupid people? They pray to fairy tale gods. They say the Lord loves all the little children. While kids are starving everywhere. Bitch, that logic is flawed. Cake and circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep electing douchebags that just help us jack our sucker bitch erections. Yeah! I'm not a sucker. I'm not a sucker for commercials that show some big titty girl that's never gonna fuck me anyway. I'm not a sucker. You can make it fly with scented, but it's still just a pile of shit. Stop making fat babies, taking meds, blaming the government. Stop being a fucking sheep. Go wild, learn some new shit. Stop thumb raping your phone. Look up, have a conversation, or maybe snort some fucking fiber because your brains are constipated. Can you help me find a cure for all the stupid people? This will not fix itself. Stop giving blowjobs to crooks and preachers who use you like a dollar hooker and learn to think for yourselves, please. Cake and circus hypnotizes suckers by the toys and lies. Keep collecting douchebags that just help us jack our own erections. I'm not a sucker. I'm not a sucker. No, I'm not a sucker. Now you! I'm not a sucker! I'm not a sucker! Are you sure?